Today on The Good Word, we're sharing the story of an old man. He had four sons, and he wanted them each to learn an important lesson. So he sent them on a quest, one at a time. And the quest was to travel to a certain piece of land and look at the pear tree standing there. He asked the eldest son to go in the winter. The second was sent to go and look in the spring. The third went in the summer, and the youngest was sent in the fall. Once they had all been and returned, he asked each of them to describe the tree. The eldest said, The tree was ugly and bent and twisted. No, said the second son, no, it was covered with green buds. The third son disagreed with both of them and said, Its blossoms smelled so sweet and it looked so beautiful. Then the youngest said, They were all mistaken. It was a tree full of ripe fruit starting to fall to the ground. After listening, the old man said, None of you is wrong. All four of you are right. Each of you have seen only one season in the life of the tree. Therefore, you can only describe the tree at that time. The tree's condition changes according to the seasons of its life. It's similar with people. We should not judge someone by only one point of their life. That is what I wanted you to learn. If you give up, In the winter moments of your life, you will miss the promise of spring, the beauty of your summer, and the fulfillment of fall. One lesson from this story is that it can be difficult to know someone as they really are without spending a great deal of time with them, and that we may not know the inner beauty a new acquaintance may contain that may not be immediately obvious. In Matthew, we read of Jesus taking a journey with Peter, James, and John. They'd been with him for some time now and under many different circumstances. Perhaps they thought they knew him fairly well. In chapter 17, it says, And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart. And he was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses, one for Elias. And while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. They had seen a vision of Christ transfigured and shining with glory, And they had seen Moses and Elias, meaning Elijah as well. Just a glimpse of the power and majesty of these heavenly beings. After seeing such a thing, surely they could never look at Jesus in the same way, could never think of him in the same way again. There is a spark of the divine in each of us, a tiny bit of that heavenly spark, and we can never really know each other unless we can learn to see that. The author C.S. Lewis once put it this way, quote, 
It is a serious thing to live in a society of possible gods and goddesses to remember that the dullest and most uninteresting person you can talk to may one day be a creature which, if you saw it now, you would be strongly tempted to worship. There are no ordinary people. Your neighbor is the holiest object presented to your senses. End quote. Like the four sons who were sent to see the pear tree in each of the four seasons, it may be easy for us to misjudge one another before we come to know each other. Which is why it's always wise to withhold judgment even when we're impatient with someone or unhappy with how we perceive them to be. Jesus taught us on the Mount of Transfiguration that there is something glorious, not only in who He is, but in who each of us is, since we are His creations. And that's the good word.